0: This is Faster, a podcast by Flow Cycling. In each episode, we interview industry experts to educate you, challenge you, and even change the way you train so you become faster. When we're not creating this podcast, we're working on other ways to make you faster. At Flow, we design and manufacture some of the world's fastest cycling wheels that we sell consumer direct to keep more money in your pockets. As a special thank you for listening to Faster, we wanted to offer you 20% off your next purchase. Simply use coupon code PODCAST and all capital letters at checkout. Your purchase will also support our give back initiatives. 1% of all sales supports our Bike for a Kid program where we provide bikes and helmets for kids in need. We also plant one tree for every wheel we ship as a thank you to our planet. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Faster. I'm your host, John Thornham, and today we're going to be talking about the upcoming Belgian waffle ride in San Marcos, California, going to be looking at wheel selection, tire pressure, tire selection, aerodynamics, and a number of other things to get you set for the upcoming race to make you your fastest out there. Just got back from Oceanside. I was out there for about 10 days, and we went down to the 70.3 race, and we did uh, a bunch of stuff for the course. We checked out the course, pavement types, and shot a bunch of content out there. It was was really fun. Um, When we were out there, we actually met up with a number of members from the Flow Factory team as well. Um, we had a get together at one of the local coffee shops and I got to meet some really cool people, uh, who were out doing the race and, uh, it was just a good time to get people together and, and, um, have some conversation about the race and setting stuff up and just about life in general. And partway through it, uh, a guy walked up and he came over and he shook my hand and I was wondering who he was. And as soon as he said his name, he said his name was Pat. Uh, I knew immediately who he was. Um, his name is pastor Pat. He's a flow factory team member. And if you don't know the story, in the uh, World Championships out in St. George um, last year, um, there was a race car, or not a race car, a car that came onto the race course uh, and stopped immediately um, in the middle of the road, and there were two people that hit the car. Um, Pastor Pat was one of those people, and he hit it at about 35 miles an hour, and actually died, um, on the course. Um, somebody came in, uh, CPR, they revived him. Luckily for him, um, he kept breathing the whole time. So, uh, that was the main thing that basically kept him alive. Uh, but I will tell you, he is an inspiration of a human. It was, um, it was amazing to see, uh, very touching in, in many, many ways. Um, extremely positive attitude about the whole situation. Um, of all the people there that day he probably smiled more than anybody and it was an infectious smile it was just really great to see somebody who has gone through so much um who still has a love for the sport who still has a love for um athletics and he was there and giving people advice because Oceanside is his home course and um it was just amazing it was it was a great thing to see and uh you know I've been doing this for over ten years now, and every once in a while, you you come across somebody like him, and uh, it just puts a very positive spin on the community that we're all a part of. And uh, I'm just grateful, grateful I had that moment with him. So, thanks, Pastor Pat, if you're listening, uh, we love you, and uh, hope uh, speed your recovery. We hope to see you back out there on the race course. Another thing, um, when we we're out in California uh, this April. We are going to be having the Belgian waffle ride in Southern California. It's in San Marcos. And I wanted to spend some time out there and talk about that course as well. Um, We have our flow gravel wheel series that's, you know, you're going to see bikes out there now is the most common bikes, probably going to be a gravel bike. And just want to talk about the the course in general, wheel selection, tire pressure, aerodynamics for a course like that. There are so many things to cover and um, I wanted to, you know, discuss it. You know, what's really unique about the Belgian waffle ride is that the course is different every single year. So it is a mixture of what they call road and unroad sections, and they change it. So some years it's more unroad, some years it's more road. But on average, you're looking at more um, roaded section for for this course. Now, I think most people, when they come out to a race like this, they're thinking that the unroaded section is going to be like gravel. But out there, it is definitely not a gravel course. It is a course that is um, very, very technical in nature. Uh, if you go to their website and you look at some of the images, you're going to see some extremely challenging technical t- terrain that if you are not uh, an efficient bike handler, is definitely going to cause you some, some issues, some things that you definitely need to think about. So um, that is definitely going to play into the idea of wheel selection. So, you know, I think for the most part, when you look at any type of road race, um, wheel selection is, is pretty simple. It's really about how deep of a wheel can you handle um, from a wind perspective, and we look at a few other factors, and then we get you set up. Uh, out here, though, and of course, like San Marcos, while you are still on quite a you know bit of a road section, the unroad section is really going to be that contributing factor of what's going to help you with your wheel selection. Now, bike handling skills, and this is not something that I commonly say, Um, are really going to lead more towards your wheel selection and your tire selection and all of that, because that is the, normally the critical link for, um, most people. So let's say you're an extremely efficient, um, cyclist, uh, bike handler, you're coming from a mountain bike scene and bike handling is, you know, something that you don't even think about. It's second nature. Then what you can do is you can get away with a larger wheel, smaller tires, uh, higher pressures, higher pressures i say that relatively because the trend right now in cycling um, especially for gravel is if you can't handle the train you get a bigger tire and you have a lower pressure and that's definitely not always the answer um, bike handling skills are vitally important and oftentimes you're better off figuring out how to handle the bike better as opposed to changing your tire so with that said if you're coming from a roadside and you're still learning some of those technical skills Um, you may want to consider a smaller wheel. Um, if like I say, the larger wheel on the, on the proficient side, you would be on something like a G700, which is our gravel wheel. Um, that's going to give you, you know, a ton of tire options and selections, great tread, great things like that. And it's going to give you a good blend when you're on the road and when you're on the trail, if you don't have those technical chops, like I say, sizing down to a wheel, like something like our 650B, which is 600 and 650B size wheel. So for the mountain bikers out there, that would be a 27.5 size where the 700 C is a 29, 29er. It's going to give you the option for larger tires, um, more footprint, and you can run some lower pressures in there to help you absorb some of that technical train. Ideally, and of course like this, you don't want to be unclipping and you don't want to get off the bike because that's going to lose you more time than if you stay on the bike in most cases. Obviously, if there's a safety concern, then, you know, ignore that and get off the bike. But, Um, if you can help with gear selection and wheel selection, um, you can definitely pick a wheel and a tire that's going to, that's going to give you some sort of benefit that's out there. So again, if you are struggling on the bike handling side, we do recommend probably taking some, some classes or things like that. Uh, We actually just had a podcast and I've written some content around it. We had Lee McCormick from Lee Likes Bikes. He is a legend in the bike handling space. Um, you can do online courses with him and he's got a number of in-person classes as well that I think would be extremely beneficial for, uh, people trying to get into gravel and learn how to handle the bike better. It's going to save you a ton of time. You're going to have a lot more fun and you're going to be a lot safer out there as well. Uh, so I definitely highly recommend something like that. Um, one thing that you want to consider and most people think about is aerodynamics, right? So, We did a big study back in 2020 and 2019 where we were looking at creating a gravel wheel that had an aero profile. And the belief out there then was generally that a large tire um, that you would see in gravel, knobby design and things like that, that aerodynamics were going to be shot. And ultimately we proved that that was wrong. Um, The design that came out for us showed that by taking a deeper gravel wheel, like a G700, that has a deep profile and even if you put a, an, a pretty aggressive uh, gravel tire on it you save 11 watts over a rim that is just a standard sort of box rim profile now what's interesting is that if you look at a road wheel that goes from an aero road wheel to a box rim road wheel the savings is identical it's still 11 watts now the gravel wheel is still producing more drag because it's larger but the savings is the same so it is still as important to have an aero profile on uh, a course like this, uh, and, and a wheel like this. Now you may be considering the road sections and so you're thinking, Hey, I don't really want to get too large of a tire because I'm worried about the aerodynamics and the drag that's going to happen when I'm on the road. I'm worried about the rolling, rolling resistance and things like that. Now that is very accurate and that's very true. But if you're looking at a race course, it's going to be, you know, maybe 35, 40, even up to 50% on road sections and you can't handle the bike. Um, a larger tire on the road is going to actually be more beneficial because you'll, you you will not you can ride efficiently there and make up some time on the course. Again, if you're a super competent bike handler, then that's when we're going to get into the smaller wheel, smaller tire size, less, lesser tread, because you can handle the bike efficiently there and save some stuff out on the course as well. So those are all things to think about. Um, but aerodynamics is definitely important. Even in the unroaded sections, you just need to make sure that you can efficiently handle the bike, uh, to get through the course. One thing to think about when you think about um, a gravel bike is that it is not um, a bike that has shocks. So gravel and it's, it's their infancy. If you went out to any of the races, you saw that we used to call them like Frankenbikes. Uh, people come from mountain tended towards more of a mountain bike designs. People from road and try want more of a, a tribe design, but the, the design that's kind of settling in is definitely a, a design that does not have shocks. So we're left with components basically trying to help us make up for um, any type of vibration management. Um, By far, the best thing you can do is you can get a tire that is going to give you uh, a shock absorption quality. What do I mean by that? So a tire by itself um, without air is basically a piece of rubber. But the minute that you start to add air to it, it ha- creates something called casing tension. Um, and casing tension is the tension that's held in the carcass of the tire. And when you have, depending on the amount of air that you have in there, it creates a spring coefficient. A spring coefficient is something that basically absorbs vibration. And if, you, if so it acts as a shock. And if you look at a mountain bike, a shock is essentially a spring, which has a spring coefficient. So getting your tire pressure right and set up properly and with the a large enough tire for your riding ability is going to give you essentially a shock um and it's the best shock that you can get now you can look at things like carbon layup you can look at things like vibration dampeners uh the Lau fork is another very popular one that's probably more considered a shock Um, but even though you can get different modulus carbon fibers and a number of things like that the number one thing you can do uh, for, for a shock is, is getting the right tire and getting a tire pressure set up, uh, effectively. So it is important to understand though, that, you know, especially on the road world, we know now that larger tires and lower pressures are beneficial, but there, it's kind of like the Goldilocks effects. So you, you get the effect, you have the three bears, you have, you know, the bed's too small, the bed's too big, the bed's just right, or too hard, too soft. Uh, the bed's just right. Same thing for tires. So you can have too low of a pressure, so your tire is too soft. You can have too high a pressure, so the bed's too hard, and the tire's too hard, or you can have just the right pressure where everything sort of balances out. If the tire does not have enough air pressure in it to support its load, what you get is you get a, a collapsing sidewall. Um, you get sort of a uh, a deformed contact patch. You prematurely wear the tire. uh, You're prone to rim strikes, which you may not necessarily see on pavement, but in a course like this, you're going to get rim strikes for sure, and that could lead to a wheel uh, damage or a number of other things. When your tire pressure is too high, um, you start to bounce. And so, especially over obstacles like this uh, that you would see out at um, the Belgian Waffle Ride, is that 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 bouncing can actually throw you off course. It reduces your grip. Your contact patch becomes way too small, uh, and so we need to get in that, that middle zone where we're essentially having the, the perfect tire pressure, um, great contact patch, great shock absorption and great grip. Uh, we have a number of charts and things that are on our website that we can help you pick that. So if you have questions based on your tire size, wheel selection, all that, uh, you can find those on our site. If you need question any questions, you can obviously reach out and we can help point you in that direction as well. Um, when you think about a wheel, um, one thing that is, is very cool about uh, the deep wheels that we've developed, and we didn't necessarily think it was going to be a big a deal as it was uh, after we got the wheels out on the road the first time, the gravel wheels on the road, is that anytime you have a deep uh, profile carbon wheel, you have a natural leaf spring that is in the walls of the carbon fiber on the side of the profile of the rim. Now, leaf spring is kind of like, you see them in vehicles, they absorb by vibration, um, we're going to have another article uh, episode coming up that talks all about vibration management and how, f- um, materials absorb vibration and why the leaf spring is actually really cool and how it helps carbon fiber. Uh, but we'll talk about that more in another episode. But, uh, today, all you need to know is that it acts as a leaf spring. And so because of the design, if you take a box rim, you don't have that leaf spring. And so when you get on any type of gravel surface and especially the front wheel, uh, the rear wheel is fixed. So it doesn't have a tracking issue. But a lot of times what you'll see is when you're going over gravel or, or rough surfaces, those small uh, bounces actually cause your front wheel to sort of swim back and forth, left and right, left and right. And so it doesn't track uh, super straight. Um, it also puts a lot of vibration into the body, which impairs your performance because you're... Um, actually, there's friction in the muscles, which causes a whole list of issues. And so um, what we found with the new gravel series, because of the leaf spring effect is that that leaf spring acts as a low-frequency absorption, and so it helps keep the wheel really straight. There was actually a a reviewer that pointed this out in in great detail um, riding gravel. They did a full review on the G700, and they talked about how just they couldn't believe how stable it was because of uh, that leaf spring effect. So definitely something to consider uh, if you're out there. Even if you have a deeper carbon wheel um, that you could use, it can definitely help you from a a handling perspective uh, when you're out on the course. One of the final things I want to talk about out there on the course this year is that there has been unprecedented rain this year in California, the snow uh, in the mountains. If you've if you're a skier in the snow sports industry, you're going to see that there's just unbelievable snow and down on the coast in San Marcos, California, where this is, they've also had just crazy rain. I went out to some of the sections where they've had the race previously and and checked it out. And uh, there's a video actually, if you want to check it out, you can see me out there, but it is extremely wet, extremely muddy. And there's a lot of sections of courses and roads that have sort of been washed out because of the amount of water that's been running uh, across, the, across the surface of the, uh, of the trails. So definitely want to consider that as well. You could be getting things like caked up mud, caked up things on wheels and tires. Um, definitely something that you want to consider. And you also want to make sure that you're selecting a tire um, that is going to allow you to get through that. So just think about it. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of dry sections. That's for sure. If you're not going to get loose dirt, but you're going to be in uh, definitely a wetter and muddier terrain. Final thing I'll say is that if you do have questions about this, if you've listen, listened to this and you think what I'm saying is cool, but you're not quite sure how to do it. We do have wheel one-on-ones. You can jump on the site. You can book one with me. Um, I'm happy to talk with you through wheels, tires, tire pressure, aerodynamics, whatever it is to help you get ready for this race or any other race, Belgian waffle ride. Uh, I'd be happy to do it. So um, if anyone is racing it, uh, reach out, let us know you're doing it. Love to see what you're, what you're picking from a wheel and tire perspective, let's talk pressures and uh, good luck out there and ride safe in the, in the course. And uh, we'll be back soon on another episode. Thanks for listening to faster. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it, leave a review or teach your friend what you learned today. For more great episodes on getting faster, subscribe to this podcast. While you're on your next ride, be kind to one another and ride safe.